What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into today's edition of Birds Talk. A little bit of a recap of what's been going on with our Philadelphia Eagles. And it's a dreary day. It's, a, it's an ugly, it looks like an absolute hurricane outside. And what better way to kind of on this lazy Saturday morning, which is now in the afternoon, to just hang out, relax, uh, get yourself a cup of joe, get yourself a cup of juice, whatever you got, a beer, wine. I got a big mug of water that I'm already halfway through. Let's talk some Philadelphia Eagles. I'm definitely here for it, guys. So uh, we're going to discuss some of the things that have been going on with the birds. Some of my thoughts, obviously, a lot of new faces in Philadelphia with the Eagles. So it's good to catch up and we'll, we'll talk about what's uh, all going on. And to be quite honest with you guys, I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly excited about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, problem is, is that they're, it just feels like they're so far away. Like I really do like what Howie's done this offseason, and I am, I'm all about growing with this Philadelphia Eagles team. I know a lot of fans are not for that. A lot of fans are upset. We didn't trade for the Russell Wilsons of the world. We didn't trade for the DK Metcalfs of the world, although A.J. Brown is definitely, definitely, definitely a great reconcile, uh, a great, just great fallback of not getting a guy like DK or Devontae. I think A.J. Brown is going to be a stud in this city for the next couple of years, um, but I think how he moved very smart, very strategically as well. And I think the future of the Philadelphia Eagles is brighter than what some may be anticipating. I already I'm already hearing people talking about the division. Did the Eagles close the gap with the Dallas Cowboys? We'll definitely be talking that throughout the summer, man. But I am definitely, definitely excited. Um, and of course, look, we all last night um, in Philadelphia, we feel so much better. We're for so much more uh, and much better mood since what happened on Thursday night with the Philadelphia Phillies. And then on Friday night, the Sixers take home game three, get the dub. Joel Embiid is back. We're all excited. And who is there to ring the bell? None other than your your future of your defense here, Hassan Riddick, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean in the stands to ring the bell, introducing themselves to Philadelphia for the first time. And if you did not get excited, and it's funny because last night during Sixers game recap, we had the com the comment being thrown to us: who was it going to throw? Who was the one that was going to ring the bell? And I'm just like, I I didn't know. I'm watching TNT. They're not showing us dog crap. Of what's going on before the game? And then we I found out this morning that. We had the three new faces uh, of our Eagles defense ringing the bell. And what better way than seeing those three guys ringing the bell for us and Joel Embiid, the phantom of the process coming back. And I think one of the greatest moments of the game, besides the Sixers actually winning and Joel Embiid coming back, Tyler Hero gets a tough layup um, near and, and sitting right behind the net was none other than Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, and Hassan Riddick. And Tyler Hero decided to point right at Jordan Davis. Like, are you serious? Tyler, do you know who that is? That's a 300-pound monster that's going to eat you alive. But Jordan Davis, is, dude, he's got a great personality. I already love this kid. Just, just forget the football part because that's already great. Just the personality. is The dude's always walking around and smiling. We'll talk about the mini camp that went underway as well yesterday. But I already love this personality. He stands up, and he's chuckling. He's smiling away. And then right after the game on social media, on Twitter, if you guys don't follow Jordan Davis, make sure you guys are. He quote tweets the video that shows Tyler Hero pointing to Jordan Davis, and then he goes, scoreboard. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely great. And it just got me, that tweet got me so excited because, look, the defense was okay last year, but it is clear that you have some aging players, you have some deficiencies with this team as well, and I want this team to play with an edge. Like, there's, we all, all Eagles fans, especially if you're in my age uh, bracket, 
we all remember the Jim Johnson days of Eagles football, Eagles defense. And yeah, Jim Johnson was a fantastic defensive coordinator and that defense was really, really good as well. But I think what was the best part about that defense was the attitude and the edge that those guys played with. Guys like Trot, Javon Kirst when he was here for, for one season, uh, Corey Simon, Brian Dawkins, Shelton Brown, Lito Shepard, all those guys played with an edge, and that is what you want this Philadelphia Eagles team to play with. We talk about it all the time. Shutdown defense is no longer a real thing. You got to go get turnovers. You just got to make plays. That's what defense is all about these days. And <clears throat> I, I love that some of these guys play with an edge, and, and I think – that is going to be a lot of fun, and, and I think that's what really got me excited. That's what got me wanting to make a birds talk because of what uh, Jordan Davis and all, all the other two were able to do. Um, and I'm really, really excited to, to say the least. But welcome to Birds Talk, real quick. I want to say hello. We got Facebook, YouTube, Twitter in the building, and of course, we got TikTok as well here out with the, all this beautiful Saturday morning. Right now, we're going to put the link in the comments section if you guys want to come and hang out on this Saturday. Uh, if you want to watch cartoons too, I'm 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 jealous. That's awesome. But if you guys want to come on in and talk some Eagles, that link is in the comment section for you. And guys, throw in your comments in the comment section as well. If you guys don't want to come on in, that's completely okay. I want to talk to you guys. I, I I want us to hang out. So definitely throw any comments, questions, concerns you have over the Philadelphia Eagles in the comment section, and we'll get to those in a second. But if you want to come on in, come hang out backstage. We'll get you guys in, in a little bit later throughout this show. All right. We'll start off. I want to talk about. Um, well, first off, the rookie camps went underway yesterday. We saw some clips from John Clark and on social media. Uh, Jordan Davis pushing sleds. You got Nicobe Dean running some linebacker drills. Britton Covey, who hopefully makes this team as a returner because that dude has got speed of lightning, ladies and gentlemen. And there was a lot of cool things that I saw. Cam Jurgens uh, running uh, some offensive line drills. So it, you get the excitement, you get the juices going, seeing some of these young players wearing the Eagles green in practice at the NovaCare, and, and it, it was really great to see. Jordan, there was a clip of Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean walking into the building, into the indoor uh, facility for the birds, and it, you just, if, if you didn't get goosebumps, I don't know if you're an Eagles fan, because I, I just vision both of those two being the face of this defense for a decade to come alongside with Hassan Riddick, and I, I'm so, it's got me so excited. But throughout the week, it really was a lot of, you know, catching up. It's it's kind of like the midway, the halftime of the offseason, if you may say. We had a lot of press conferences between the front office, the coaching, the players. A lot of veteran players were talking throughout the week. Uh, the big one was obviously Jalen Hurts. And the big quote, and the quote, and obviously it's going to be the title of today's episode of Birds Talk, this is my team. This is my team. And that was the headline of the press conferences as Jalen Hurts reiterated that to the, to the media. And look, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, we all know that he is a fantastic leader. That is something that he is absolutely not missing in his game, right? He knows how to get guys motivated. He knows how to lead by example. He knows how to get guys to to lead them to success. And that is great. And that's what we love about Jalen Hurts. Obviously, physically, dude is a beast. I mean, the fact that he can, what, deadlift was at 600 pounds? Like, that's ridiculous as a quarterback. But what he needed to work on this offseason wasn't the intangibles as a leader. It was about the little things of being a quarterback, being able to read the defense. I don't know how much better his accuracy can really get over an offseason. And they brought up the questions about what his workout regiment was over the offseason, which they're not going to bring up. And if you guys saw my short Jordan Maialata interview at Dolan's Bar for the uh, for the TikTok telethon, they're not going to tell you what they did the offseason. Like they, there's people always listening and watching social media is a busy world. 
But for Jalen Hurts, it, it's just about taking that taking that next step in his game. And obviously the moves that they've done this offseason, and you look at this offense on paper, the weapons that he has, there are no more excuses. He's got to go out there, and he's got to get the job done. Right, because what happened in the playoffs? What, how Todd Bowles was able to read him like a book? That cannot happen again. And it's it th- before the move, before like the AJ Brown move. Like I, I don't think no, no one needed to say it. Like this is a do or die season for Jalen Hurts, and I hate to say that because the dude is a great guy. And he, and 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 when you want when you see him and the way he moves in a day to day basis and and the way he leads guys on any any given Sunday, you want him to be the you want him to be the starting quarterback. Because the the attitude that he has is something that Carson Wentz kind of lacked, and that's probably the downfall of Carson Wentz as well. But he definitely um, is, is someone I'll be rooting for this uh, for this season because I it, it makes everything easier as well. I mean, you still have some draft assets next year, and and I do think that the Eagles are make giving themselves a backup plan in case Jalen Hurts isn't the guy to have those assets to be able to trade him away and get yourself a franchise quarterback. But if he is the franchise quarterback, you could just keep reloading. I mean, obviously the defense really did a good job of replenishing it and you got some pieces for the future but obviously the secondary is a major concern and we'll get to that in just a second and speaking of which uh, it was really cool to see Brandon Graham uh, in front of the media talking and it's really cool to hear that BG really didn't have any retirement thoughts in his head he know he knew from the jump from the minute that Achilles got torn against San Francisco he knew he was coming back this year that is really rude to hear Brandon Graham go down as one of the best Eagles of all time. He's going to go into the Eagles Hall of Fame as well. Obviously, he gave us probably, I mean, we could talk about it another day. We can rank the biggest plays of Eagles. We might have to make a TikTok about that. But when you rank the biggest plays in Eagles history, Brandon Graham's strip sack in the Super Bowl has got to be top five. We could talk about where it is, but it's definitely a top five moment in Eagles history. And to see him coming back for another season. While while I get the notification that Earl Thomas is going through domestic violence uh, uh, trial case, I, I, I didn't really read it fully. But fact, fact of the matter is Earl Thomas is out of the league and Brandon Graham is still kicking and he's still going strong here. Uh, his role might get diminished this season. I would I would expect that Hassan Riddick and Josh Sweat would be the starting defensive ends, but obviously that's on Jonathan Gannon to play around with. But really dope to see Brandon Graham um, coming back, and, and his his leadership role is going to be really big for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm curious to see how much of a difference he will be. And of course, AJ Brown was the big one this week. Uh, obviously, talking in front of the front of the media, throwing out the first pitch alongside El Brujo Martinez of the Philadelphia Union. And it was really cool to see him embracing the city and, and, and just seeing him happy. Like, I, I, I don't doubt that he didn't want to leave Tennessee. I think he wanted to stay. But the nature of the business, he wants to get paid. And I understand that. And Tennessee just cannot pay him. And so what better what better way to leave the place you didn't want to leave than to go somewhere where you feel comfortable, where it is a good situation, where your quarterback is your quote-unquote best friend. I, I'm really curious how that dynamic worked out, but I digress there. But this wide receiving crew really just got that much better by just one acquisition. And obviously with Devontae Smith, I really think that AJ Brown's gonna do was good is going to complement this team, uh, complement this 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 wide receiver perfectly. Um and I and, and the development of Devontae Smith is gonna be big with the acquisition of AJ Brown. And even for Quez Watkins, I think Quez now moves to the slot and I think he's gonna find mismatches. I think he's gonna succeed at that slot position. And of course, we all are gonna wait to see uh what happens with uh, J- uh Jalen Rager for sure. But um, it was great seeing all the guys come back, talking to the media. Jalen Hurts got a little bit of a fro going on. I'm here for that, Jalen. We're definitely here for that. 
Um, it was it was definitely a great week. Of course, Nick Sirianni talking to the media. Nick Sirianni gaining a lot of respect throughout the league. And I know that a lot of, in Philadelphia right now in Philly sports where we are in a bad place with our coaches slash managers. Obviously, the Flyers are have a vacancy, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, you know, with, with what's been going on with Doc Rivers and Joe Girardi and everyone forgetting about Jim Curtin being the best coach in Philadelphia, it is what it is. Uh, but Nick Sirianni is in a good place as the second best coach in Philadelphia right now. So great stuff there. Um, all right, let's move on. I wanted to talk real quick about James Bradbury. Obviously, he's been on the Rumorville, and it looks like the New York Giants, who are tight with the salary cap at the moment, um, it looks like that they are looking to part ways with James Bradbury and are looking to cut him. It's not official, but um, it looks like it's going to happen now. He he had he signed a deal two years ago that really would start kicking in this season, where he would uh, earn. Uh, $13 million, so you can understand why the New York Giants, who are tight with it uh, at this with the salary cap, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to want to want to cut him. Um, and obviously, they're heading in a different direction. So we'll see what that what comes about um, with with James Bradbury and that as that continues to develop. But um, look, a lot of teams are interested, including uh, I would assume the commanders will, are probably going to be in on on uh, Bradbury as well. And look, it's and we also obviously know that we do have a hole at the cornerback position. And look, realistically, yes, I would I would definitely like to have James Bradbury here on the birds, considering the fact that we, despite what the Eagles are telling us, they believe in Zach McPherson, they believe in Kerry Vincent Jr. and Tay McGowan or Tay Gowan. Um, they believe in Marcus Epps and, and Kayvon Wallace at the safety position. Personally, I don't know what you have seen over the past past two seasons or the past season to think to yourself that we could be sufficient enough with what we have right now in our depth chart for both of those positions. And that to me is a bit of a concern. You bring in James Bradbury, a guy who obviously is a veteran cornerback, has been in this league 16 and pretty solid in mid coverage. Now we do know from what we saw last year, Joe Gannon loves the zone. There's no denying it. He loves his soft zone coverage. He likes throwing different, different looks at quarterbacks to kind of throw them off. But when you don't have the personnel to run the defense that you want, that can be a little bit of a problem, all right? So I think it, it, Bradbury, to me, would be like another Stephen. Probably, honestly, I think would be a step above Stephen Nelson, if I'm being honest with you guys. And so I, I definitely think it'd be something to look in. I just don't think that at the end of the day, if if Howie Roseman has to get into a bidding war with a James Bradbury, he's going to be out on that. And I agree with that. There's no need to outbid any team for a James Bradbury. I understand we do have a hole there, but... Look, he was going to get paid $13 million. He's not going to get that in the open market. I doubt that he's going to get that per year. Uh, is he going to get 10 mil? That's that's something a little bit more realistic. I think that realistically, he's probably worth a little less than 10 million, maybe around the seven to eight million dollar range per season. And if we can get him at that type of deal, then I would definitely look at that. And we all know that Howie Roseman, I don't know how he does it, but he is the cap wizard. He knows how to work with it. Uh, the fact that we were able to sign AJ Brown. It is truly remarkable to say the least. So we'll we'll see what comes about James Bradbury. But in the comment section, guys, let me know your thoughts on Bradbury. Are you guys in on James Bradbury? Would you want to see him dressing up in Eagles green? All right, let's talk about the front office real quick, guys, because a lot of stuff went down with the Eagles front office. And this is typical around the league after the draft period. The 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 uh the, the front offices they reshape, add and subtract pieces. 
Um, besides, obviously, after season, typically Jets when general managers get the, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, so the big one really is Tom Donahoe. Uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, it's really you do know who he is. Uh, if you guys remember the Milton Williams draft uh, pick last season in the third round, when Howie Rosen went up to that executive in the draft room, tried to give him a fist pump, and the, the gentleman, the older gentleman, was just pissed the fuck off. And you can clearly tell he was not in on the Milton Williams pick. That was that is Tom Tom Donahoe. Uh, so he's parting ways. It looks like both sides agreed. Um, he's older, so we'll see if he does retire or stays in the league. But um, it was inevitable that that kind of was happening. Like I don't know the insides of what went down in the front office. I mean, just from my observations, I could assume that Donahoe is not a big fan of Howie Roseman from what we saw. Uh, so he he uh, he parts ways. We got some other news. So Casey Wydell, who is the brother of Andy Wydell, who's part of the front office. And, and as far as Andy Wydell, that is Joe Douglas's boy that he brought with him from Baltimore back in 2016. Uh, so he got let go. He was the director of scouting operations. Um, his brother is still here. Andy is still here now. Andy, though, his future's up in the air as he actually interviewed last month with the Pittsburgh Steelers for their general manager vacancy. Um, and his future here is still not uh, not 100 percent secured. So we'll see. We'll keep that. We'll keep an eye on that. See what happens with Andy Wydell. But the Eagles also let go TJ McCrite. He, he is a player personnel executive alongside Sean Heinlein, who is the Southwest Area Scout. And last but not least, Evan Pretz. Preet was a scout and assistant. Now he was essentially here on a one year agreement. Um, and there was a possibility he could be brought back, but Howie and the front office will not be bringing him back. Um, Catherine uh, Rach took a, uh, I think this was like two weeks ago. Uh, she was the vice president of football operations here in Philadelphia. She is now moving on with uh, former front office executive a Andrew Barry to Cleveland. She will now be the assistant general manager. It is very, very big. Uh, obviously, Catherine Rach, very high regard if you do not know her, um, especially like, we do know that the the lack of diversity in these front offices is a real thing, and for as a as a woman uh, in a front office, it could be very daunting. And she has really, really rose in the ranks, and this is a big, big deal. We're seeing more females in coaching, refereeing, and now front offices. So if she could become a general manager, that would be very, very monumental. And she's definitely on her way. And overall, this Eagles front office, I know we kill them all the time. And I've been I've had my fair share of criticisms over the Eagles front office, but they are actually very highly touted. I know you guys get pissed off when they are missing. They're missing on wide receivers or they can't find a quarterback or they don't draft that linebacker you wanted. But overall, like if you look at the the situations with all the other 31 NFL front offices, the Eagles are in the top tier of what they got going on, and they're constantly developing guys. And look, this this past all season, we just sent over uh, uh, an an, uh, an executive to Chicago and to the New York Giants to be assistant general managers. And obviously, Andrew Barry's now with the um with with the Cleveland Browns. I forget I'm blanking on his name, but the new Minnesota Vikings general manager was part of the Eagles front office as well. So Howie Roseman, although he does have his flaws with player personnel, and that's why Joe Douglas was here in 2000 in 2016 through 2018. Um, he's really good at building a team. He's obviously really good at negotiating, really good at managing a salary cap. And that's most of the battle. I mean, you can find player personnel guys. And, and and I do think that with now a really good 2020 or sorry, really good 2021 draft and a solid 2022 draft, 
Um, I think that Jeffrey Lurie is giving him more and more leeway and now how he gets to reshape this front office to what he wants, getting maybe some of those guys who I wouldn't want to say cancer, but maybe people that maybe just didn't agree with Howie Roseman. And so he's going to find some fresh faces uh, to fill in into this uh, into this front office. Um, as far as the um, the white the Casey Wydell job that is now up for grabs, um, Jim Nagy who is right now the executive director of the Senior Bowl, alongside with Brandon Hunt, who is the Steelers pro director scout, who also interviewed uh, for this position back in 2016, are in the running for that job right now. Um, and and uh, so that that is pretty much the shakeup right now with the front office. And for Howie Roseman, he's going to get his boys or, or his girls, right? We have we do have some females in the front office. Um, so he definitely, 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 uh, deserves his leeway. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Uh, so I can... <laughs> I, listen, if you guys really need followers that bad, uh, I, I don't hate it. You'll, no worries, brother. Luke, what's going on, man? Let's hope uh, birds beat the boys this season. Sweep the boys. Sweep the boys. We need to sweep them, boys. Uh, what's up, fantasy football? Is Eagles taking the East? Let's get it. Amen. Amen, brother. Absolutely. Uh, Lee Parrot, thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate that. And welcome into the family. Welcome. Uh, Ian Johnson with the candy. I'll take that. I like some candy. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's drinking that cup of Joe. I just, listen, Kyle, so last night after the Sixers game, I did some celebrating, had a couple glasses of wine, uh, woke up a little bit tired, not hungover, but just tired. And so, Made some coffee. I literally chugged that bad boy. I made it burn my mouth just a little bit, but that cup of Joe was molto bene. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely chugged that, man. So right now we are chugging our mug of water. And for people who are familiar with this YouTube channel and these shows, the mug of water is a staple on the show. Chug these constantly when I'm in the house. When I'm outside the house, I got a big um, hydro flask. Water is essential, ladies and gentlemen. Without water, we got we are quite literally nothing. Literally nothing. What's up, Dean? What's up, Drew? What's going on, brother? Let's go, man. Let's go. How about them birds, huh? Bro, I'm great, man. I'm great. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Just don't look at the water. Just don't look outside. If you don't look outside, it's a beautiful day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you coming in, brother. Uh, JK, K-Cup. Nicobe Dean was supposed to be injured but looked great at training camp. Yeah, that was a little confusing as well, but he seems to be cleared. He seems to be fine. He wants to participate in all the... um. And all the drills. And I, I think one thing that we're not realizing, Nicobe Dean is a very, very, very intelligent player as well. Um, he wanted to be a, a chemical engineer, I think it was, he said. There was a whole topic. Uh, they, they Obviously, the media is just trying to get him to know him so the fans can get to know him as well. Um, and I think he was stating that his mom was in the Air, Air Force. She got a prosthetic. And it was just a great story overall. Um, but he's he's smart. He's really an intelligent player. Can't wait to meet more of him, man. What's up, Charlie? What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Ted's excited over the Sixers. Hey, man, man, I can't, I can't blame you. I cannot blame you. Uh, reminder, guys, the link. If you guys want to come on in and talk some birds, the link is currently available right now on on YouTube. Um, you guys are more than welcome to come on in, and we could talk. We could chop it up with the birds. Go birds. Oh, birds. What's up, Andrew? Uh, Jalen Hurts finishing top 10 this year. Mark my words. And, and Andrew, listen, I love that optimism. That That's really great. 
and I, I do, I like realism, and, and you guys know me, I always try to keep it real, keep it honest, whether I like it or not. I think for Jalen Hurts, he does not need to be a top 10 quarterback. I think with the roster in place, if he could just play as a top 15, a t- uh, over, uh, or top 16, being above average quarterback, I think that is good enough to get his team uh, in, back into the playoffs and, and, and to compete. Obviously, realistically, the goal is to just make the playoffs again, um, but after what happened last year, obviously everybody wants to get a playoff win. So we'll we'll see what comes about that. Uh, Drew believes an 11 and 12, 11 to 12 win team. Okay, uh, BG starts, but snap count goes down. Uh, I I I don't think he needs to start, and I, I do think that for Brandon Graham, it, a rotation piece would actually be would would benefit him at this age and coming off of that nasty injury that he had. Um, in a rotation with Joshua, I think that would be uh, beneficial for Brandon Graham. I think that would be a lot of fun. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Uh, so, again, the, the backstage is currently open. We're going to allow some people to come on in right now. Uh, so we'll start bringing in our guests. Let's bring in Drew. What's up? Philly Irish Drew's back again. Welcome to Bird Talk, brother. What's up? I got. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm excited. Birds Birds of the Union got me excited. And the Sixers. Joel B's got me excited right now. <laughs> well, no. Even though you know Jalen Hurts is on is has a one year audition with the weapons that he has, people now mentioning Jonathan Gannon should always so also has a one year audition because they upgraded the defense with the pieces that bring more pressure. Because he said there was rumor that he said that he couldn't do the def call the defense that he wants because he didn't have the personnel to do it. Now that he has the personnel, you have Hassan Reddick. That's a that's a rusher. You got you drafted uh, Jonathan Davis to get up and stop the one a lot better, and then get in on the inside, so that will help out uh, Fletcher Cox and Hargrave on mm-hmm. as rotational pieces. And you have now you're gonna have you you got Derek Barnett back. You got Josh mm-hmm. Sweat. He's likely gonna start Josh Sweat, and they got Nicobe Dean. They upgrade the linebacking call a little bit. And they got, uh, I think his name's White. For that was from Los Angeles. Zero White, yeah, man. White and everything, yeah. So they're trying to make it that the defensive line can provide a lot of pressure enough that the secondaries isn't exposed like they did. I can't hear you. Oh no no no! Uh, the, the TikTok had a question there. I want to oh. let people know they can come on in here. I, I, my apologies, Drew. Oh, that's good. I, I thought I thought that you think. Mike, no no no. <laughs> no, no. So like, you know how it was 2017 that they had the defensive line pressure and oh, yeah. it, it revealed like, like it didn't like show that the defensive secondary's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to go for that. But hey, they could go and try to get a, a, a blueberry or whatever the guy's name is. And, uh, yeah. And maybe get a, a corner that can actually benefit that other side. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll I think they're a better team than the Cowboys. Cowboys actually lost a lot. They didn't they really did. didn't have a good draft. I think Washington is still iffy. It's on the hands of Carson, man, down there. I, I'll tell you the truth, I think Carson's uh attitude, if you look at it, is yeah. good. I, I don't think I think Carson's attitudes is downfall, and I, I really think this isn't going to work. But Washington does have does have to really think about if this doesn't work. We got to draft quarterback next year. 
Yeah, man. Look, I, I, to your, first to your Carson point, um, I do think that he has what it takes to start in this league. I don't know if he can be that top five, top ten quarterback that we kind of saw in 2017. But offensively, if you went to Indianapolis with what was there and you couldn't get your game right, that's a concern. But I don't think his game is what the problem. I think his mindset is what the problem is. And Ron Rivera is a very underrated coach in this league. And like you said, for the for the commanders, it's really on Carson Wentz this season to see it for them to succeed because they have a solid roster. I think their defense is still really good. They have some nice weapons. Um, and it's really it comes down to the quarterback position. It's really it's been hindering them, and it's been a blessing for us. Um, but for your Jonathan Gannon point. For me personally, last year, I was so disappointed because I heard the hype. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was loving Jonathan Gannon. And the stubbornness at the beginning of the year was so frustrating. Like, we get it. You want to run a certain defense. We understand. But, Jonathan, you don't have the personnel. And that was so frustrating for so many weeks. But then he slowly started getting out of his ways. He started calling a defense that was conducive to what we had on the field. And by the end of the season, he really he won me over. And and that Tampa Bay Bucking, we forget in that Bucks def- that Bucks uh, playoff game, that first quarter was terrible. But the adjustments that were made, the Bucks really didn't do much else in the after the first quarter. I think they had a, a touchdown in the second, but I, I have to look back. But Jonathan Gannon really turned around after after midway through the season, and the whole like head coaching candidate stuff, like I didn't understand. Like I thought he did a good job bouncing back. It is obvious that throughout the league, he's he's held at a high regard. So, you know, there's definitely something there. But like you said, look, I I, I don't think that if they t- if if they play really bad, then obviously we're gonna have to look at the end of the year what, what's going on with Jonathan Gannon because defense this defense did improve. And I don't think that they're done making moves. I do think that in the secondary, they're going to bring someone up, some other body. Like I, they can try to sell us these young kids that they have drafted and traded for. But come on, let's let's be let's be honest with one another. These guys are not going to be able to 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 be consistent throughout an entire season. So they're going to have to look for someone. We talked about it a little earlier. Uh, James Bradbury, is that an option? Uh, but I, I, I think that for Jonathan Gannon, I'm going to go in with another clean slate. Show us what you got, Jonathan. Show us what you showed us in that playoff game, and we'll we'll see how the season rolls for him, man. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you the truth. McPherson, I think, is another year or two away from actually producing. I like his mindset. I just don't – I don't know if he can keep up with these receivers. Like, even in the preseason last year, going up against second stringers, he couldn't keep up with those wide receivers. He's got heart. He's not scared to tackle, which is great to see. But in coverage, like, you don't want another Jalen Mills situation who gets – a guy who gets bitten on double pl- on, on those double plays. But we'll we'll see what, what Zach can show us in the preseason training camp. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, hopefully, if this – the thing is, if this offense can get going and they – Become like if they become more of a passing type offense or make it 50 50, I think there'll be a lot. I think they won't be able to be stopped if Jalen Hurts can make the throws. It's all about Jalen Hurts making the throws and everything. Yeah, man. He makes the throws. I think this offense goes 50 50 on a ratio mm-hmm. and they still put up at least 130 yards a game rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's going to be interesting to see as well, because we we all saw when Jalen was throwing 30 plus times like we weren't doing very well offensively. But once we started running the ball more, Jalen's throws went back down to more like the 15 range, 15, uh, 50 pass attempts range. He the offense was doing much better. But we do know that in this league, you need to throw the ball. 
the best quarterbacks are throwing around 30 times a game. Now, look, this season, I do think that the running game is still going to be a big part of this offense, but we do need to see if Jalen Hurts can throw because throwing 15 times a game, it might be nice. You might win a game or two here and there, but if we want to win that Lombardi trophy, you got to throw the ball more. So I'm I'm curious to see how Sirianni handles that situation this season. Yeah, and like, you, there's a big battle for tight end number two. I'm anxious. To see. That's like, exciting to watch. Like, I think Jackson's going to wind up winning it, but I think they might keep Ortega White side as number three. Oh, yeah. I uh, for me, I do like that kid that we got in this in the sixth round, the Grant kid from uh, from SMU, Oklahoma transferee. I do like him. He's got athletic ability. It's just an undersize is the being the issue with him. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's it's gonna be up for grabs. And I do think that like a guy like Jack Stoll, love the kid. He's got a great mindset. But in 2022, as a tight end, like if you're just a blocking guy, like you're you're just not gonna last too long. We need guys with athleticism who are gonna be able to catch the ball and be able to give Dallas Goddard a, a breather. And also, if we want do want to run, excuse me, 12, 12 personnel uh, at po- parts of the game. Then you want that other tight end as well to be a, a, a threat in the passing attack. Yeah, I think so. We'll see, man. We'll see. So before I let you go, what, quick question, Drew. What do you think before preseason or before training camp? What do you think will be the signing? Will it be a corner? Will it be a safety? What do you think? It's going to be a corner. And it's going to be a corner. But I'll be honest. Don't be surprised if they trade for a corner. <laughs> that would be so howie trading for another corner. Because <laughs> I really think somebody, I think there's going to be a corner that's not going to be happy with his current place in, on the team, and they're going to look for a trade partner. I think the Eagles will step up and take that corner. All right. All right. We shall see. Well, Drew, you enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and enjoy your, your uh, Mother's Day as well, brother. You too. Thank you, Drew, coming on in with some great topics there. It's going to be interesting to see what what happens uh, for the next couple months because, obviously, look, we do need to find ourselves another corner. We also do need to find ourselves that other safety. Uh, Patrick, like I said, so we do all these. If you see me live with the microphone, um, we do these on YouTube. I just like to include TikTok in here as well. I like to include all the uh, all the communities that we can as possible. So right now this is Birds Talk. Uh, we're just catching up with some of the things that have been going on throughout the week with the Philadelphia Eagles. We're live on YouTube. Um, this will be posted on my YouTube channel after, uh, so you guys can watch it again if you want. And we do also uh, broadcast these and every podcast platform uh, through Oyen Philly Sports. So you can find that with the Sixers game recaps, Phillies game recaps as well. I really, At that point, I really want to thank everyone uh, for showing love to the Phillies game recap on Thursday. That was a rough night for myself, and I'm sure it was a rough night for a lot of you guys as well. And you guys really showed that one a lot of love. And I really do appreciate it. I love you guys. You guys are the freaking best. What's up, NFL edits? I appreciate you, man. What's going on, man? All right, guys. It's going to do it for today's Birds Talk. Really appreciate you guys coming on in. And of course, guys, a reminder, um, we'll be back at it uh, tomorrow night for Sixers Game 4 recap. Following the game, we'll be uh, live again to talk about it. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for watching. If you guys enjoy the content, it would really do me a big favor if you guys hit that like button. And if you haven't already, join the family by subscribing. We talk Philly sports all the time here, as you guys can tell. So make sure you guys subscribe as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys, let's go birds. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) 